0: This podcast is part of the Unresolved Podcast Network. To discover more, visit unresolvednetwork.com. Whether you want to start a faith-based business or an online ministry, you've come to the right place. This is the Teresa Blades Show. With your host, Teresa Blaze, where she's bringing her over 20 years of consulting experience to the mic. Now, here's Teresa.
1: Hi, I'm Teresa Blaze, and this is the Teresa Blaze Show. And today I've got a real treat for you guys. I've got Eric Allen of Eric Allen Media. You're gonna get to listen in on two people sitting around talking shop. He hosts two podcasts, the Eric Allen Show, and he hosts an MMA, which remind my audience what MMA stands for, Eric.
0: Mixed martial arts.
1: Thank you. Yep. I had it in my top of my at the top of my tongue, and I could not. <laughs> so um yeah. No. So he runs those two shows and we're just going to sit around and talk shop and maybe just maybe you can glean something from it. But first, let me give you a couple updates to uh, deal with the sponsor and we'll get into the content. First of all, if you're looking to start your own podcast, you can go to www.kadoshmedia.com, K-A-D-O-S-H-media.com. Grab a time to meet with us. And like, I just met with someone this morning and You know what? Whether we work together or not, we just want to help you out. Whatever's going on, whatever you need help with, we can do that. Grab a time to meet with us and let's see how we can help you bring your God-given message to life. Second, in August, I, I am going to be, it has been announced, I'm going to be speaking At Podcast Movement. Uh, My husband and I are going to be speaking on how to build a podcast network. Have you ever considered doing it? Are you going to be at Podcast Movement? Then you really ought to catch that talk. Uh, You can learn more at podcastmovement.com. Finally, let's get on with the content. Eric, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much, Teresa. Super honored to be here. Really appreciate it.
1: I'm so glad to have you. So let me ask you this Where did your podcasting and media journey begin?
0: It started in 2017. I had no idea what I was doing. I was in a walk in closet. I had a bad camera, bad microphone, bad lights, and uh, almost probably 100 episodes I did in a walk in closet.
1: Isn't that the typical podcast experience? I mean, usually when I have my, you know, usually when I have my uh, MacBook set up, it's, I've got this little desk in like crammed into our bedroom and I've got this MacBook and I, well, right now I've kind of commandeered my husband's computer because it's not set up yet. So, you know how that goes. Oh man. So what was the first podcast you launched and why?
0: So I launched top-rated MMA in 2017. And and actually, top-rated MMA started as an apparel company in 2012. And my wife and I wanted to get involved in the mixed martial arts side of things. I'm not a fighter, but I respect fighters and respect what they do. And I love the respect they have for each other. And so this was during the tap-out era. And we said, hey, let's go start a shirt company. And so we did that. And in 2015, I got bored with it. I actually put an ad in Craigslist and said, who wants to buy this company and put it up for sale for a few grand? And one guy called me and in that call, I decided I wasn't ready to quit yet. And so I spent the next year just kind of focusing okay, where do I want to take this company? And in 2017, I just... Put together a podcast, and actually, I did probably fifty or sixty episodes where I was just uploading to YouTube and Facebook. Didn't even know Apple Podcasts existed. Didn't even know there was an audio version I could upload. And uh, I just started talking to people and uploading the videos. And you know, of course, I'm not even looking at the camera. I'm, not, you know, I'm like bad asking questions and all that stuff. It was very nerve wracking. Uh, but that's I really wanted to ask fighters, why do you want to get in a cage and get punched in the face? And that was why I started the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, now that's an interesting, you know, it's so funny. You, you mentioned that you uploaded eight, like 50 episodes. Cause like one of the things that I tell my clients all the time and I remind myself when I, even when I start a new podcasting venture is, uh, up until about episode 50, until you find your voice, you're going to suck. I call it, I call it the suck factor. And I Yeah, I really do. It's like, you're probably going to suck, embrace it, deal with it, get past it. You know, it's like. <laughs> I mean, everything you could do wrong in a podcast, you're probably gonna do wrong. I get so you you start this apparel company and that leads you to a podcast. Did you actually get fighters on your show?
0: Yeah. oh, yeah. So I talk with fighters every week. So my show is not solo. I'm always interviewing folks and are really tailored towards these up and coming fighters. And kind of new professional fighters from around the globe. And so my show really focuses on the beginning. We go back. One question I ask on both my shows uh, right from the get go tell me about where you grew up and what was childhood like for you? And I just want the, the listeners to understand that the people that I'm having on my show, they're just real people, and they decided to to get to where they're at be, based off decisions. And you know, then I get to in a chance to talk with fighters of how they got there, right? And so you know, I've heard everything from, hey, I was in MMA, or I was in wrestling and karate and transitioned to MMA to guys who are like, hey, man, I have a fel- felony, and I can't go get a real job, but I can go fight someone and put food on the table for my family, so I'm going to go do that.
1: Like I know nothing about MMA. But that right there makes me actually want to go find your podcast and subscribe. I'm ser- like, seriously, because like if someone it, 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 it almost reminds me of the military, you got to have that same mentality. If someone is willing to step into a cage and get punched in the mouth and and do that to put food on the table, they got to have a grit and a, and a tough as nails attitude.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've met a ton of people and I cover local events here where I'm at in Quarterlean, Idaho. And I've every fighter that I've met, they've always been so nice. They're like the nicest guys in the world. I would never mess with them, but they are the nicest guys in the world.
1: And <laughs> that's pretty much the same of like the military and the police type, right? Yeah. Like I've got I've got a sister who's a cop, right? She's the nicest person in the world, but I wouldn't want to mess with her. <laughs> I mean, wow. Okay. So so you've got this MMA show what led you to start a second podcast
0: I've always been kind of intrigued by entrepreneurship so I was mowing lawns at ten years old I did that 10 and 11 years old I had two uh, multiple clients that I had that were repeated over during that time so you know started at an early age and then I was selling baseball cards and things like that and then as I grew older I was like in my early teens people started to introduce me like direct marketing and network marketing got into that didn't do very well at it wasted a ton of money right you know uh, but I was too busy doing some other recreational stuff, so I wasn't paying attention. But uh, essentially, always intrigued by entrepreneurship. And in 2018, I came across a guy online named Ed Milet. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is speaking to me. And his guests are like speaking to me. (laughs) Everything they're saying about the struggles, about the ups and downs of entrepreneurship... It inspired me to start my new my other podcast. I actually started as the Bearded Biz. Uh, for those who are not watching or not able to see me right now, I do have a, a nice-sized beard. I like to uh, promote that. But it, the, the show started as the Bearded Biz show. And then about four months ago, my wife, being the smart one, said, hey, we should change the name to the Eric Allen Show because you're just niching down too much. And people are thinking that it, they have to come on your show. They have to have a beard. And I'm like, nope, you don't have to have a beard to come on my show. Well, anyway, so I started this show in 2018 because of Ed. And then he issued a max out or challenge on Instagram to his 1 million followers in 2018. After I decided to launch the show, we had to submit a one minute story of what's what you're passionate about, what drives you. And I actually won the Ed max out challenge. And I actually was able to get a phone call with Ed and it changed my life forever.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay. So like, first of all, your story reminds me a lot of both me and my husband. I mean, like, I grew So I grew up in the home where, where you know, if you've ever read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, okay, I grew up in a poor dad home, you know, and mom was like, well, you, why you need to go to college. And I'm going, why? I didn't know jack anything about entrepreneurship at the time. I just knew. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do, but college ain't it, <laughs> you know? And then I met my soon-to-be husband. He ruined me with that rich dad poor dad book i knew right you know i read that thing <laughs> you know, I, mean, I was just completely ruined i'm like you mean i don't have to go to college i can and then he hands me this like set of ginsu knives and my audience knows the rest of the story but he hands me this set of ginsu knives right and he goes i'm you know because he's selling on eBay and he goes i want you to sell these and i'm like you want me to what how he's like figure it out so i don't know nothing about marketing all i have is a little bit of creative writing Background uh, Writing stories Poetry That kind of thing I'm like Okay So I Compose a story About those ads seen on TV Gensu knives About Are you struggling Because you can't I think it was something Like you can't cut your way Out of a wet paper bag <laughs> And the funny thing was Dude uh, Every single one of them Sold We had like 20 sets And I'm looking at that And I'm going Oh my god You mean I wrote something And I made money Can I do that again <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, and and so now that you're more of an entrepreneur and I mean, you run these cool shows, what is the one thing that podcasting has taught you that you have, you've not learned from any other medium?
0: Oh man. It's one is patience. And one, because I just, I, I struggle with technology not working. <laughs> when I first started, I was like, oh my gosh, why is this not working? I don't understand it. I'm like, trying to figure that out so i you know over the last 3 years i've been able to kind of get a nice setup and so i now know how to get it going i think patience won but also, I love stories. I'm fascinated with people's stories. And the, when I have people on, like I said, you know I, I want to hear their whole story from start to finish, you know, where they're headed and things like that. And so it's so inspiring for me to hear people that have gone through struggles that are in maybe similar situations that I'm at that have now pushed through and they're like on success mode. And you know for me, it was all about like getting in the right mindset. Having all these people on my show that are very successful, not only financially, but in their marriage and in their life and then in business, right? They, they all had the same common theme where they all had this sort of vision board or vision wall. They had these goals. I'd never done that before. And so what I did was I created an entire wall of my office into a vision wall over the last year. And every morning when I walk in, right before I get into prayer, I walk right past that. And I go over all of those photos and I go over all those quotes. And then it's time to kick on worship and I spend time in prayer. And then it's time to kick off the day. And uh, so I think what I've learned is patience and just being able to like really visualize my goals.
1: And you mentioned prayer and worship. How has your faith impacted your entrepreneurial journey?
0: Massively, massively. I mean, I I wouldn't be here without what God has been able to do and provide, and and you know, open up doors of opportunities. Even just that whole meeting Ed thing was crazy. I had no idea he had a million followers. I, how was I? I'm this small guy from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. That you know, I'm just how am I going to get this guy? And you know, a couple months went by and I ended up getting, you know, getting to talk to him. And that just opened up so many more doors, you know, where I was able to actually record that conversation release that as an episode. So prior to that, I had Sean Whalen, and then it was Ed Milet, and then it was Tim Story and Brad Lee, about just Coolian, Jim, the rookie Morris, and it just opened up massive doors and God just continues to bride, not only financially from my coaching and from voiceover and brand videos, but then just amazing relationships that I've gained through podcasting.
1: Amen. You know, and I, I can echo that. Like I love, so I, I, I run two shows. I run this show and then I run the under Self life podcast. That's kind of developed into a network, which if you'd asked me when I first started it, if I was going to do that, I'd be like, are you out of your mind? I only have one show. Thanks. <laughs> you, you know, but do you, are you like me? You find podcasting to be kind of addictive, I, like, you can't help but get behind the mic and you're always looking for, ooh, I could use that for a topic.
0: <laughs> yeah. And like you mentioned, copywriting, I am horrible at copywriting. I would rather just turn on the camera and start talking. Like, but I can't write worth a darn. You know, like I didn't, I think English was probably my worst course in school when I was there. And and my wife, she's a very good writer. So anything that I do have to write, I'm like, hey, babe, can you take a look at this? But like, for me, if I need to type something up, I'm like, oh, can I just turn on the camera and just talk to people? Like, you know, I just rather do that. <laughs>
1: You know, the funny thing is, I'm a fairly decent copywriter, but I suck at spelling. <laughs> I, you know, so I'm like, I like, I understand the basics of copywriting, right? I understand, you know, because I followed from a distance the Ray Edwards, the Tom Carlton's, all those like savants that I wish I could cut uh, anywhere close to as far as my copy, you know, but like, I suck at spelling. And so, like, I'm, I'm, I, I write these these uh, cop these things a copy, or I write this thing, and then I'm writing for a book or whatever. I'm like, okay, someone has to edit this. <laughs> so let me ask you this: Where do you see your podcast journey going? Do you see yourself continuing to podcast, and if so, for how long?
0: I do. I I think it's become my my over the last few years. It's become this. Healthy addiction, and I, it's a, not an unhealthy, but a healthy addiction. Where I'm really focused on continuing to improve. I have this thing on my wall here that says "constant and never-ending improvement," and so every day I walk in and I'm like, "Okay, I want to get better at that." I I'm always wanting to improve. You know, my long term, I want to be a full time podcaster, voiceover speaker, brand product video content creator guy. I still work a full time job. I do nine to five at home. I've been home since 2015, so you know, blessed to be able to do that, so I can see my family, but. In order to do all both podcasts each week, I actually get up at four AM six days a week to work on my podcast stuff before I start my nine to five, and then at five o'clock I shut it all down and it's family time.
1: You know what that says a lot. I mean, and and the thing is, you know, like I love how you classified it as a healthy addiction because I get the feeling you're like me. You you get behind the mic, you start getting these stories, you start talking shop, and. Like for you, whatever that looks like, whether you're talking to guys that are getting punched in the face, which I, I'm sorry, I'm still picturing that like, why would you want to crawl in a cage with another human being and let him punch you in the face? just asking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep, ex- exactly. You know, I transition that same sort of mindset when I talk with entrepreneurs. Why do you entrepreneurs want to get punched in the face? Hopefully not physically, but virtually. We get punched in the face all the no- all the nose, rejections and failures. Why do we keep going? Why do we keep battling through that? You know, and so that's really a kind of another aspect that I look at my entrepreneurship podcast. You know,
1: with. and it's that's hilarious because I keep thinking about that like like okay, I used to be uh, addicted to text-based gaming. I have a story around that but okay and then I I was like but I need a different game to play I can't you know I uh, this is destroying my family destroying my faith destroying everything and it has that occultic like nature and so on so and so on and then it was like we were out and about at a fast food place and God showed me I've given you another game to play the game of marketing it has higher stakes and the and it has higher risks but it also has higher rewards. You know, and that to when he revealed that to me, I'm like, oh, I'm all in. I mean, you know, and so you you know who you remind me of is Gary V. Like he has that same mentality if you think about it, you know. So so let me ask you this. How do you make your money currently, like via the podcasting and or the coaching?
0: Yeah, so I, I, um, I work full time, but it, on the podcasting side, the way that I monetize it, and I really didn't start doing this till probably about six months ago, uh, was I started collaborating with brands and I started doing voiceover work where you you know someone needs a script read for a YouTube video. I'm usually the guy they go to, and I've done probably close to fifty projects over the last three months with different brands. And then I'll do like brand video products. Mostly, beard brands like to send me their product and say, "Hey, can you do a video?" And yep, I can do that. So I, I monetize it that way. But also, I do have some sponsors that I work with where they send me gear and things like that, or, you know, I have, I'm blessed to have a masseuse sponsor. So she gives my wife and I couples massage every month and then we can go down and I'll, I'll throw her ad, you know, logo on my show. Uh, but I do have monetized ad sponsorship space that I offer as well. And I actually earn that majority of that. Probably I would say 99% of my sponsors come through fiverr.com.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. And I, all I did was, you know, and I, and, when I created my Fiverr account, I had no idea what I was doing. I just said, "Hey, is this a way for me to make some money?" I just said, "Hey, if you want to put your product, your brand, your podcast, advertised on my podcast, reach out and let me know." And it's turned into several thousand dollars over the last few months, and it's it's a great way for me to just generate and build some new relationships.
1: And how much are you charging on average for your sponsorships?
0: Uh, so it different. It depends. So they can just get a just a basic logo space where I will put their logo in the actual show visually but then in the description as well. And then they'll get one shout out per week. Um, And then a spot on the website that says, hey, thank you to our sponsors. That's just 50 bucks, 50 bucks. You go on eight shows. It's one month worth of time for 50 bucks. I don't have to, you know, there's no video audio ad. It's just, I'll display their logo. A $100 package gives them a 30 second ad spot in my show. And then they get the same thing, but they get two shout outs per week. And then I also have a $300 package, which allows uh, that person or brand to be interviewed by me. Their show jumps the line, comes out, and then they also get a 60-second ad spot on my show for a month.
1: I find it really interesting when we... um talk about monetization because a lot of people, they have a question about, well, should I actually have people pay me to come on my show? Well, that, and in my mind, it kind of depends. I mean, are you, are you set up for that sort of thing? Are how much um, audience do you have? And is the, and is the person paying you able to bring the same level of content that someone not paying you can bring?
0: Right. The reason that I started doing that was because I started getting so many requests, several a day, Hey, can I just come on your show and and talk about this? And when I first started, it was like, Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, come on my show. But the problem was I do all this work. I'd bring them on my show and then they wouldn't share it out. And I'd be like, I'm confused. Do you want to come on to my show? And then you didn't share it out with your network. Like it's kind of got to be a win-win. I I started getting so many of those that I just said, okay, if if you want to come on my show, then you can buy this package is 300. Look, if they don't want the advertising package, they just want to come on my show. I charge 150 bucks. And... Sometimes I sell those. Sometimes I sell a three hundred dollar package. And I, you know, my shows are so booked out, literally through October. Every week, I've got shows in my queue right now, which is just nutty. I don't usually like to be that far out, but I had opportunities to interview quite a few people. But yeah, so when it comes to people and they're wanting to, you know, I'm wanting to charge people to come on my show. I don't do a ton of it, but I'm like, it kind of saves me from saying, "Hey, yeah, come on my show." But if you want to, it's yeah, I got to charge you because it's taking my time away from my my guests that are on my show right now.
1: That's like really interesting. And that's a different, I have one client who uh, she runs a uh, podcast. Uh, It's a nonprofit. It's in the nonprofit space or it's a ministry. That's a nonprofit, but she asks her guests to actually sponsor the show and what that does. And it's interesting to me because what that does is allows us to continue doing her show because the sponsor pays for our editing services and everything else. You know, and so what it does, and if you really think about it, and let's kind of look at this from a higher level, if someone is listening to their show and they're going, "I want to create something like that." I mean, maybe not in the same space, but I want to create something where someone can pay me." I mean, I know what I would tell them, but what would you tell them as far as getting started?
0: I would say just do it. Uh, honestly, like uh, when I when I first started, I was nervous. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna suck, right? That 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 time where you suck and you're like, oh, should I monetize it or not? If you think of something, test it out. I love podcasting because you can just try things out. If they don't work, you can change it. But I say just go for it. And uh, if you think it might help you grow in your business and you might be able to make a bigger impact because of that, then I say go for it.
1: I absolutely love that um, because it's like. Podcasting and the other thing I love is like podcasting is the ultimate like best form of media and it's the most intimate form of media because someone's putting you in their ears, choosing to listen to your voice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, and I've never really paid too much attention to uh, the numbers. And when I'm walking through, you know, students that go through my course, same sort of thing. Like, hey, you're going to go through this period where it's going to suck. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the number downloads at first. You know, I wouldn't pay attention to it. I really have. And I just did 10,000 downloads on Father's Day this year, which I was super pumped about. But that was really... I saw I was getting close to that number. So that was the only time that I was really like monitoring it. Other than that, I just put out content because I love putting out content. I don't worry about the numbers.
1: Oh, I love hearing that because like, when I talk to someone, they're concerned about the downloads. And I just heard a really cool... Uh, cause I just, we just came back from the spark Christian podcasters conference and they were just talking about like, look, if you can impact one life, you know, when I first started on resolved, um, I had no clue if anyone would listen, you know, um, I was getting back on my feet faith wise. That's a whole other story. I put out an episode interviewing a guy who had just, who had lost his mom to suicide. You know, we were talking about that because I have a similar story and, we release it, and I'm thinking, is anyone even going to listen to this? And I got an email, and someone emailed me and said, "Hey, so and so shared your show with me," and I listened to to it, and then and they shared me their story, and they said, because of your show, I'm not going to kill myself. That's the kind of impact that I really believe podcasting can have. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, so. You said you have a course, so are you creating courses as well?
0: I do, yeah. So I actually and I just do live courses. So I don't have a pre-recorded course. I just take ten students at a time and I walk them through four one-hour sessions from idea to launch to running their podcast and how to um, get rankings and reviews and how to you know book the big name guests and you know where you should be putting your show out at how to market yourself things like that. So yeah, I walk them through a course like that.
1: That's that's really neat, dude. I mean, I just I love I love what you're doing because you've got your hands in so many things. If you could, um, what is the one thing all your monetization efforts have in common right now?
0: Um, I would say the one thing that it has in common is uh, it's all about the marketing side of it. You know whether I'm marketing a beard product or marketing an adult-sized bouncy ball that I get to sit on in the backyard, and someone pays me to do it to voiceover. It's all about marketing some brand, and I've never considered myself a big marketing guy. I've never paid a penny for marketing my shows or anything like that. It's been 100% organic, but I love marketing. I love being part of that. And I'd say like all areas of my, my entrepreneurship is marketing some product of some sort of podcast of some brand or some type. And I think that's the one thing that brings us all together.
1: I love that, you know, because I love to explore all, all, all avenues of marketing, uh, you know, book marketing and uh so on and so forth. I mean, I just love to explore that because Whether we like it or not, the world revolves around you getting your marketing. And it's like, well, I'm not an entrepreneur. Yeah, but you're selling your ideas and your beliefs. Every single day, when you talk to someone, you're marketing something. Like every single day. And and most people are like, but I'm not an entrepreneur. I don't. If you are selling, if you're trying to convince someone of a political or a faith based or some kind of worldview, then you're marketing that worldview you know what i mean i mean i mean so how often do you release your shows
0: every friday is the eric allen show and every saturday is the top rated may show so this year last year i released 50 of each show and this year i'll do the same and then this year my goal is to be a guest on 100 podcast as well
1: i love that and and what kind of podcasts are you looking forward to guest on
0: um anywhere that i can make an impact you know if i can bring value in regards to my story awesome if i can bring value around podcasting perfect you know if i can bring value on on really the mindset of morning routines cuz i'm big on morning routines i'm big on mindset and getting correct like getting your mind right for the day and you know really realizing that your past doesn't define your future you can change that at any moment And for me, when I wake up, if I open my eyes, there's win number one. I jump out of bed. I make my bed. There's two wins in 15 seconds. It helps set the tone for the entire day. And then my next goal after that is to make one person smile, whether that's virtually or in person. That's a personal goal that I have. And I set it out as many people as I can. But I want to at least make one person smile every single day after that.
1: That is so, so cool. Let me ask you this. You talked about the importance of morning routine. What is your morning routine? So, I get up at four a m
0: six days a week, been doing that for probably ten years. And it's my time to really grow personally with my relation with Christ, but also like grow in my personal development. So I get up, get upstairs, and I really look over my my vision wall and I speak to every picture I put up there. i I recite every quote that's on there, and I speak, "I am statements, you know, I, i am a proud owner of 20 acres with my dream house in the middle you know i have this funny thing on there and uh, but i say it out every day but it's a cartoon and it says if i can't pee off my front porch my neighbors are too close and and it's literally a fun goal that i have and my wife thinks it's funny but i'm like look someday i will have that you know it's a personal goal so i get up and i read i just i i speak those things into existence and i have some affirmations and then i the whole time i've got worship music playing and then i sit down at my desk and i just spend time with with in prayer, and and really, it's not about asking for things; it's about thanking God for everything that I've been blessed with, and I've had this crazy life. I, you know, I don't ask for much; I just want to say hey, thank you so much for providing my wife and my kids, and this house, and you know, this job, and this opportunity to speak with awesome people. You know, and He knows my desires and things like that. So, I just want Him to know that I'm so, so thankful. So, I spend time in that, and then once I do that. It's really a, a little bit of you respond to a couple emails, but then it's editing podcasts It's reaching out to potential guests. It's you know recording voiceover work or editing that stuff and submitting that for work. And then I also work a full- time job, so at eight o'clock I flip over to my work computer and do that till eight or five, five pm in the night, and then it's family time.
1: I, what I love about that is, um, you know, because we you know we have a morning routine. Uh, you know, we get up and we do devotions with our daughter and uh you know our daughter has special needs and and so but we're still trying to put make sure she has bible and christ and and all that stuff that she needs and you know we do breakfast we do all that stuff and then and then it's okay what do we need to accomplish today you know um obviously there's always more we can improve on and i i You know, I haven't quite figured out how to do the equivalent of a vision board because uh, I'm kind of totally blind. So, you know, that's, you know, I haven't quite figured out that part, but I mean, uh, let me ask you this. You said you do coaching. What do you do coaching on?
0: So uh, right now it's just coaching through podcasting. So uh, walking people through kind of the idea of podcasting, I walk them through kind of setting up where to host, things like that. And then um, later this year, not this year, sorry, next year, my coach and I are working on putting together a mastermind. Well, he'll he'll talk about branding, he'll talk about the the mental side of things, and I'll come in and coach on the podcasting side as well. Um, so that's my main focus for coaching right now.
1: I love that. I love that, and I can't tell you how crucial it is to have a mastermind. And I, I haven't had a mastermind in a while. I'm looking for one currently. Uh, but I, I like guys. What he just talked about is so crucial because if you find the right one, it can really, really affect what you are doing. It can affect everything you're doing. Can you talk about that? Talk about the importance of masterminds and why you're thinking to start one.
0: Oh, man. It's unbelievable. I've never actually spent a dime on myself for personal development. Never been to a conference other than like network marketing stuff in my early 20s. But this year, I had an amazing guest on my show named Dr. Greg Reed. He wrote the book Three Feet from Gold, which was a follow-up to Think and Grow Rich. And this guy has this event called Secret Knock. It's in September. And it's literally this event where they don't tell you anything about it. They give you the dates in the city. And 24 hours before, they give you the location. So they don't tell you who's going to be the guest. They don't tell you who's going to be there. They just say, hey, here's here the dates, be there. But you have to apply and then you have to be invited to go. And so it's this very secret knock. They And I asked Greg about this and I said, why, why is it that people have to apply for this? And then you have to invite them. He said, because we don't give the location because we don't want security there. We want it to be as calm as can be. We've had everybody from the former president of Mexico to Les Brown, to the founder of Pictionary, to Ugg, founder, uh, Ugg Boots, to the founder of you know, E-Entertainment. And so I got done with that call and he called me up and he said, Hey, Eric, you're in, I'll see you in September. And I was like, what? And never like, never even expected that. Never even thought about going to this thing. Of course, there's a pay you have to pay. It was $2,000 for me to go. And I'm looking at it going, there's no way I don't have $2,000. I'm not taking it out of my salary because that's for my family. I've never made that much online. And so this is at the end of uh, 2020. And I said, all right, God, I want to go to this thing and i think you're going to open up doors and just the fact that greg reached out to me on this i think this is something from you and i want to make this happen and two months later boom i paid two thousand dollars i had earned online to that event and when i did that greg said hey <clears throat> i have this other event it's called prosperity camp it's at my house it's with my direct mentors and there's only 50 people invited and i want you there and you can come for free and so now i'm going to his event in july at his house with his mentors And then in September, I'll be in September. uh, Be at uh, excuse me, Secret Knock. So uh, two events with Doctor Greg Reed. Super pumped about it. And um, yeah, I've because of that call, I've made more online through monetization in 2021 than I did all the last three years of podcasting.
1: And this is in spite of COVID and the pandemic scare and the scam demic and all this other fear stuff that's going on. This is in spite of all that, right?
0: Totally. Yep. I and I never I never really saw that much of a uh, actually in podcasting I took my podcast to a whole nother level in 2020. I mean, I I was like gung-ho about it and I was like, I'd never released 50 shows of my show before and I just did it and released hundred episodes combined between my two shows. And last year in, in 2020, I was a guest on 26 podcasts. I set a goal to be on 50. And then this year I was like, hey, I'm gonna be a goal. I'm gonna be on hundred this year. And I think I've recorded probably 55 or 60 at this point.
1: Wow. Wow. OK, so like this is interesting because you just spoke into something that I've seen play out in my life in, this, in the sense of like how God works. Um, I've had conferences like I can remember we had a conference and I, we're sitting there going, Lord, if you want me there. And, you know, and like I'll tell you the story. So we had a podcast movement that we were going to. OK, or that we were thinking about going, not sure, not sure, not sure. And then I see this thing. Hey, it's the last time this is the last day to submit your speaker talk. And I'm thinking, OK, Lord, do you want me there? Eh, not sure. So I thought so I pull a, pot, a um, topic out of my out of my back end and go, why not? No risk it, no biscuit. You know, I, I send it in. I, I do all the stuff. And Mike's wanting to kill me because I'm like, I need a headshot and I need it like now. And he's like, but I'm I'm like, Mike, now. <laughs> you know, and So he's helping me get all this stuff done. And uh, and then we get this email and they go, yeah, we want you just, you know, the, the, because we had spoken there before, you know, but it was so crazy. And it was like, OK, Lord, if you want us to go, uh, we need money. You know, uh, and what lo and behold, we get two website clients in one day, one of them paid and we got like $3,500 over over two days, basically. And it was like, well, there's our money for, for Spark, which is another one that like God just put in our lap. Oh, and now we're going to podcast moment. Okay. You know, and I mean, and so now I'm sitting here and because we're, we're, I'm thinking about going to another conference in July, but I'm going, Lord, uh, if you want me there. And I, so I call them and I asked him about, about sponsoring and the guy reaches out. So we vetted your entire company. You fit with exactly what we want. We want you to sponsor. And I'm going, what? Uh, you, what do you mean you vetted me? Well, we looked at your shows, we looked at your company, we, did, we looked at everything. And it was like exceptionally clear that if I hadn't passed the test, if our company hadn't passed the test, they wouldn't have called me. I mean, you know, you know, but I'm still asking like, Lord, I need the money to sponsor uh-huh. uh, and I'm running a little bit out of time. I don't know if you want me to do it. If you do want me to do it, I need money, you know, that whole thing. You know, so and what, th- what I'm describing, and I've got a lot more experiences like that where God has said, "I want you to go, say yes, and I'll and I'll show you how later." <laughs> I mean, you know, think about Abraham, dude. Like, didn't he have to do the same thing? God's like, "So you're going to leave this place that you're used to and go to a, a a land that you know jack squat about, and I'll tell you to stop when you get there." <laughs> I mean, isn't that like, isn't that how God works? You know, and so I'm just, I love hearing these kind of stories. And I mean, I get to feel like you and I could just go back and forth all day, which, you know, I'm sure we can, but yeah. (laughs) I mean, so what is your biggest entrepreneurial goal for this year besides the getting on 100 uh, podcasts?
0: 12 months from today, I'd like to walk away from my full time job.
1: And what do you do now?
0: Um, I work for a swag platform, it's a SaaS, uh, you know, platform. So I do customer success for those guys. It's a great company to work for, a startup. I've uh, been with those guys. Uh, just actually, I started with them in March of 2020. So right before COVID got big and went down and met them. And that was the last time I saw any of them. I've just been working from home since... So I've actually been working from home since 2015. So I I didn't see much of an effect on <coughs> me personally. Uh, bless you. Um, <laughs> bless you. When uh, once things you know got crazy, I it, it didn't affect me much. I just uh, continued to work. But you know, I think for me personally, I want to be able to generate enough through coaching and voiceover and content creation and you know sponsorships and things like that, where I can say, "All right, I want to take this to another level, and I want to be able to support my family through this, and then walk away from the full-time job." But you know, I, great as great a company as it is, I don't like having the boss man where I have to ask for permission for anything.
1: Oh, I absolutely hear you. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to, I, I. I um... I used to work like on, well, when I was a teenager, I think that was like the closest I got to a job is I had to report to someone, so on and so forth. And I was like, Oh uh-huh. God, I, I mean, I'm making money, but I don't like doing this. I'm working on school campus. and I'm like, you know, I'm making good money. Don't get me wrong, but this is killing me, you know? And I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship at that time. I'm like, well, I guess that's all there is. But, you know, but now it's like, you know, I, I, we have our own goals. And now, you know, um, I just, I, I just think that I, you, you're the kind of guy I love to talk shop with. So, let me ask you this: tech, bare bones tech. What does someone need to start a podcast?
0: I bought a fifty dollars Logitech camera that I actually still used up until a month ago. Uh, it's been, <laughs> it's an HD camera, and I bought a stand for it. And I had a snowball mic when I first started. And this is my third mic. I have a Shure M7 now, but you know I went from a s- snowball mic to a toner mic with a nice stand. And then my wife bought me this awesome microphone for Christmas last year. And so I've just been using this. And But I mean, bare bones, if you want to get started, you don't even need a microphone. Well, nowadays, you can just pull out your phone. And, and with Anchor, you can just launch your own podcast right from your phone.
1: Yeah, it- except I wouldn't use Anchor because they tend to rip down content.
0: Oh, interesting. No, I hadn't heard that before.
1: Oh, yeah, and okay. they own your content. So I never ever ever recommend a client uses Anchor. They they have they is and they're owned by Spotify, which is exceptionally liberal. So anyone who is has a conservative viewpoint because of cancel culture, you better be careful where you put your stuff. So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> no, I I just never ever recommend Anchor. That's like, ugh. You know, and I've already had to rescue more clients off of there. (laughs) Like, no, 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 no. But no, I I love what you're talking about. Like, uh, I've got one, like, I actually have, like, so I have an iPhone that I use, and I lost my camera kit, which is USB to get lightning. And I'm like, you know, I really want to plug in my microphone because I use an ATR 2100. You know, now now they have the 2100X, which I haven't bothered with because I haven't seen the need for it. But... It's funny because like I for the longest time I just didn't I didn't have my camera kit because I lost it, had to buy a new one. But for the longest time, I just pulled out my iPhone and recorded my stuff and sent it off to my editor. You know? You know, so I guys, what Eric is talking about is absolutely right. You can get started in podcasting for like under a hundred bucks. Like seriously, under a hundred bucks. Now. Do I believe you if you can do it? Do I believe you should have someone else doing your editing and all the stuff that you hate doing for you? Yes. But if you can't handle that right now, then there's ways around that, you know, and you can get started with podcasting, including your host and and all that for under one hundred dollars.
0: Absolutely. You, you definitely can. And, and I would say like, if you're thinking about podcasting, is what I tell my students is look, like, look, if you've, if you're even thinking about podcasting, you're like, well, I don't really know which way to go. What are you passionate about? Talk about that. There's other people that are passionate about that. And they'll start to listen over time. You'll build up your listeners. You know, in, in January of this year, the Eric Allen show hit 133 on the Apple pod, podcast charts on the entrepreneurship category. I have no idea how, Something triggered it and I got put on the list. I'm like, all right, cool. Right. I was probably there for just maybe one day, but I was enough there to get a screenshot and go, hey, I made it. Right. But like, I don't even pay attention to that. I just talk about what I'm passionate about and, and hopefully someone's going to listen to it, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> and I, what I love about that, like, I get on the mic and I just riff on whatever I'm thinking. Like, I think it was like the other day I had a, th- you know, a third day song running in my head, wouldn't leave me alone. I'm like, okay all right, there's my content for a podcast. And I started just talking about the two themes on the cross from the theme's perspective, you know, and because that song would not leave me alone. And I'm like, well, there's my content, (laughs) you know, but like, seriously, you know, I started unresolved to answer some of life's most difficult questions because I had questions that churchy entity wasn't covering. And this show was kind of my place to riff on all things marketing. And as I'm testing different things, I could talk to the audience and all that kind of thing. And I'm telling you guys, I, I've i seen some of the coolest ideas. I have a guy who does, he he combines the love of God and the love of cars. It's called the Revit Up podcast. It's the coolest podcast. He's got a kind of, he has this kind of down home, aw shucks mentality, you know? But if you listen to it, he knows more about cars than I'll ever know him period you know like he could rattle off okay what kind of cars came out around this time period and this guy will know it you know and i'm just like dude i don't get you okay you know but it was like well he's all but the thing here's the thing he's blind and he's for he's the only degree blind auto mechanic and he's a pastor so we're sitting there going how do we how do we uh combine your two passions?" And that's what, hmm, reverend, rev like an automobile, rev it up, you know, and it's working, dude. He just passed 1400, you know, and so, but this is why, this is why we're here, guys. This is why Eric and I do what we do. Wouldn't you agree? Like, this is why we do what we do. We love to see people just kill it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I love to see people success. Even like I, I just love the podcasting community in general. Like ever since I got involved with it, I've met some of the coolest people ever, and it's just been open up uh, many opportunities. One that you know, hopefully, I can bring value to to when I guest on shows. But like, hopefully, just the the my goal out of any podcast is just to meet somebody new and connect with somebody new. And nine times out of ten, it's an amazing relationship that is just going to continue on.
1: Well, I'm going to borrow one of your questions to kind of close things out. Why did you decide to step in the ring of entrepreneurship and get punched in the face?
0: For a couple of things. One, um, I want the freedom. I want the, I want the freedom to walk away from the full-time job at some point. And I, I think podcasting was an avenue for me to be able to do that. Um, the other one is my goal. I want to be able to pee off my front porch without anybody you know, calling the cops. Like If, I'm, if I can't pee off my front porch, my neighbor's too close. I know that's a funny goal, but that's my goal. You know, like, I, I get it. That's a funny goal. But, you know, I think the drive for podcasting is just the freedom to be able to have amazing conversations with world changers. And hopefully I can make a little bit of money from it that I can provide for my family. And I can have the freedom to go wherever I need to without asking for permission from a boss man.
1: I absolutely love that. Well, Eric, it has been an absolute pleasure uh, I really love what you're doing, and I have a feeling there's some connections that uh, I have some things that we'll talk about off mic. But um, I I just love what you're doing. Thank um, you so much. I really do. You you've got a you've got an energy and a passion about you, and I'm definitely going to go look up your stuff.
0: I so appreciate it. It's such an honor to be here, Teresa. Thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you, guys. You've been listening to the Teresa Blaze Show. If you take anything away from the show, please, please. Take action and go chasing after your dreams. I'm Teresa blaze. This is the Teresa blaze show. Let's go do this thing.